This is an APAC EO production. Welcome to episode 83 of the APAC EO business podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm with Ben Simpson from Collective Shift in Melbourne. Hi, Ben. G'day, Brendan. How are you? Pretty good. Now, you're really on the, uh, I guess, the bleeding edge of innovation. You, you've got a, it's like a crypto advice firm. How, what do you do? Yeah, we're, so we're a crypto uh, research and education platform. So our job is to try and teach and simplify the world of crypto for people that want to invest. So our really the demographic we're trying to service are EOs, business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, investors, that have conviction in crypto or want to get into crypto, but don't have the time to do it themselves. So what we do is really simplify the world of, of investing into crypto and yeah, try and give like a, a, a virtual hand walk through the journey of safely investing into crypto. And so what does that look like? Have you got a team of analysts or like to yeah. walk us through, like I sign up to your, is it a newsletter or... So, so we have like a membership site. So you sign up uh, based on whatever membership tier you have. And yeah, we've got a team of around 15 uh, people, mainly analysts uh, that have different specialties in the different niches of crypto. So for those that are new to crypto, uh, just like the stock market world, there's different sectors and we have different analysts that focus on different sectors within crypto. So it might be uh, crypto gaming or NFTs is, is hot at the moment. Uh, there's DeFi. And what we do is we go and scour the cryptoverse. So there's over nearly 10,000 different crypto assets. And we scour the, the, the internet to try and find the best assets. And then we have an internal process to evaluate those, those assets. And then we give um, yeah, market commentary on where we think the market's going and, and different crypto assets that we were investing into. And we give that information back to members through our online member platform. And then how long has Collective Shift been going for? A bit over a year. So we launched officially back in October last year. Uh, we we initially built our business uh, inside another business. So I was working for another crypto company before that that had its own uh, kind of membership product. It was a little bit different to what we sort of built. So we had, um, yeah, we had a, a, a nice beginning back in October. We had a couple of thousand people that were already uh, active investors in crypto that, that came across at a collective shift and um was, yeah, this, the guy, was this a fellow down in um uh nuggets or yeah alex yeah nuggets too. so i used to work with alex um yep. so we started back in 2017 and then yeah i kind of built collective shift with inside nuggets news yep. early on and so is nuggets done now or pretty much yeah so uh, i left nuggets news earlier this year uh yep. so basically yeah we built Collective Shift underneath Nuggets News and had sort of a business within a business. Yep. And when we launched that in October, just it just went gangbusters. It just kind of blew up within three or four months. We tripled in size and everything mm. was happening. And uh, I moved over here to Melbourne to run the company Collective Shift over here. Um, but and, basically, and why why Melbourne? Like, does it make any difference? You know, Tassie to Melbourne or <laughs> the, the employee market was a little bit uh, oh, hotter over here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I see. Um, so so you all your guys are on the ground, are they in Melbourne or? Not everyone. So we've got two, two out of the US and one in London. Yep. Uh, mainly here in Melbourne. We've got a couple in Perth, a couple in Sydney, kind of scattered everywhere. We're fully remote now. Um, yeah. Crypto trades 24-7. So really there's there's really no stopping things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so earlier this year, uh, Alex basically was focusing on Nuggets News and he had a bunch of personal you know, investments and advisory and he was trying to build his own cryptocurrency basically and focusing on a lot of other things. It was becoming 
you know, basically impossible to work with him. So mm. I purchased the company Collective Shift off of him earlier this year and, you know, left Nuggets News uh, to focus fully on Collective Shift, which was, which was awesome. So I kind of went all in, sold most of my crypto to buy the remaining shares of the company and, yeah, I've been doing that ever since. Unfortunately, you know, after that transaction, Alex, you know, in the media and a lot of our members and myself as well got pretty stung by what he was trying to do personally, unfortunately. So, yeah. Yeah, we got a bit burnt uh, just with my prior relationship to Alex. You know, I, um, yeah, a lot of our members and directly or indirectly were involved in his personal, you know, cryptocurrency he was trying to build that looked to go south. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, he's uh, hasn't said anything in, in months now and still a lot of unanswered questions, which has been pretty damaging on the whole crypto community. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Well, like when someone throws some mud, even if you're completely innocent, a little bit of it sticks and you got it, you, you're left sort of holding the baby trying to explain it was, it was <laughs> somebody difficult. else's actions. So It was difficult, yeah, you know, when you're really the only guy there left to stand to try and, you know, tell the story and really the, the, the guy responsible for... For his actions is, you know, yeah, I don't know where to be seen. It was a very difficult time, but um, yeah, and I feel sorry for those. You know, I don't know how many people are involved, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty sad so, to see. So, twenty twenty one. Well, your timing is actually pretty awesome. I think if you got in like October through to now, we've just been on this massive crypto bull run. Yeah, you, you said you sold all your crypto to get in. I mean, you've got the, probably a fantastic research uh, team now to. To be making yeah. some gains, haven't you? Yeah, no, the, the team's been going really good. So, I mean, I've been in crypto since 2017 and um, yeah, took my wage there in a couple of years fully in Bitcoin. And then we had to kind of the washout of 2018, 2019. But the last 12 months has been phenomenal. Uh, mm. You know, Bitcoin's up three or 400% this year. Uh, even if you've just a whole Bitcoin, you know, you're going to be running pretty hot. And then the NFT market as well was really blown up. You know, it kind of goes in waves crypto. So it went from DeFi um into the game into nfts and now it's kind of heading into the metaverse and gaming yeah. area so yeah it's just so, about trying to stay on top of everything that's so going that, on yeah, so, so i've got a bit of a thesis that i think that um like you mentioned you know so nfts have been really big and then meta you know we've had the sandbox and um decentraland blow up recently and it seems like like my my thesis is it's it is going to all that play to earn gamers and that's like a whole new industry about to start and um you know, all these guilds popping up left, right, and center where they have these. I mean, you're probably better explain it than me, but um, yeah. The, the, I mean, what's the, your thoughts around that? I mean, can you explain to people what that is? The, the incentivization, the- I think, of actions is really interesting. And I mean, and that's kind of been happening already with like velocity points, for example. You go fly and you get rewarded for, for doing things. Um, and, you know, even, you know, um, non-token-based games where, you know, uh, you I'm not sure some of the games of examples, but you can earn points or like even NBA, for example, NBA, you know, 2K20, uh, you go and play and you can earn rewards points and you go to the, the store and you can, you know, purchase the in-game token. Like the the thesis or psychology of those sort of t- mechanisms have already been there, but now they're becoming tokenized with liquidity. Um, you know, Axie Infinity, for example, you can play games and earn real rewards, which you can cash out for dollars. You know, that's a really kind of exciting space. And then as you head into the DAOs and like the, the guilds and incentivizing people for contributing to communities and contributing research, that's the direction we're trying to take collective shift in where we can build a, a community research platform and pay people for, for doing, you know, research and analysis on crypto. And I think that's yeah. really exciting. Um, how many paid subscribers do you have now? 
So we've got around 3,000 active paying members uh, from, from all around the, the globe. And, you know, the community is super strong. So we started out on Facebook groups and that's been really good. But Facebook in itself has problems and difficulty in navigating the content. So we're moving across to Discord. But the ultimate idea or goal is to have a platform, as I said, where you can incentivize members to contribute to the community. So we've got a rate, like some, some amazing crypto investors and traders that post awesome content. We'd love to be able to reward them, um, you know, by contributing to the community. And that's our, that's our goal of really creating a community led organization. Um, Cause the community in crypto is so important. I think that's where the, the best tokens and the best crypto assets are built from is when you've really got that strong invested community that mm. love the project and love the asset. Um, a lot of the crypto assets we found that perform well were very sentiment driven. I mean, you look at Shiba or um, Dogecoin, you know, we could, we could, probably discuss the you know the fundamentals behind the projects and you know particularly those two are probably less so fundamentally strong but sentiment wise and following on the community um this is extraordinary and that's where you see a lot of the price increase when you've got a really strong base of followers or investors and do you think that's what the main difference between the i don't know the standard stock market and crypto is 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 it the community because you I mean, what I've found with crypto people is that they're just so, it's a little bit like EO in a way, like, because EO is a community organization and we're so willing to share with each other. And it feels like a lot of people in the crypto community are like that as well. I think for the first time in the world, there's been an asset class that has allowed you to invest into companies without needing to be an accredited investor. I mean, if you were to turn around to me and go, here is a $20 million company valued at $20 million and, you know, it's raising Series A. I couldn't invest into that. I'm not an accredited investor. You know, I've got crypto, but, you know, I am not a part of a fund. I don't, you know, don't earn that wage to be in that, you know, level of, um, you know, investor class where crypto for the first time ever, anyone in the world can invest into an asset without, needing any sort of, um, you know, paperwork to show how much money they've made or, you know, uh, it will need to be in a specific location under a certain jurisdiction about to invest. If I turn around and say, Brendan, I found like a good company, here's my analysis. I think it's a good investment. It's an $18 million, you know, company. Anyone can invest into that. And I think that's what's so exciting. Like it's empowered non-investors to take control of their money. And I think Bitcoin, the whole ethos of Bitcoin is, is so much more exciting than any stock, in my opinion. You know, the ability for you know a deflationary asset that you know fundamentally is is kind of changing the way money is looked at and questioned. I think that's like in itself creates a really strong community following, and that's what that's what I love about it. You know, mm. and I, I don't get excited about stocks <laughs> the same way. Well, one one thing that I've sort of like just been reflecting on recently is that with a lot of these, you know, IGOs, IDOs, all that, they never, they never, or they rarely publish any financials. Any thoughts around? So you're, you're really investing in these ideas and, you know, some of them have got huge market caps that might start out at half a billion or. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. I mean, we still think 90 to 95% of the crypto assets at the moment will go to zero at some point. It's nearly like the dot-com bubble where at, at some point, you know, you know, domains were selling at some ludicrous amount. And I mean, a lot of the crypto assets at the moment, you're just betting on the white paper. They don't actually have a product or revenue or anything. Mm. So you're betting very early stage. So this is the risky of the risky, you know, and I think at some time, 
you know, in the future, when you do have these bear markets, these assets do flush out that I haven't really been able to build anything. Um, we've been, so we do a monthly crypto valuation report where we actually find assets that have revenue multiples and, and Nathan, our senior analyst out of um, California, he, his background is valuation. So he's deep in the crypto space. So what he's done is taken his real world valuation metrics and brought it into the crypto asset space with those with revenues. We've been able to like rev revenue multiples and look at valuations based on different scenarios. And that's a really good way of looking at um, valuations. But I mean, the crypto multiples are extraordinary, you know, kind of talking anywhere between 50 to <laughs> three or 400, if not more yeah. based on where they and then you look at, say, some of the fundamentals around Ethereum and they're, like, making so much money in network fees, it's pro it's probably undervalued. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the gas fees at the moment is just extraordinary. And I think that's why you're starting to see platforms like um, uh, Solana and, you know, Cardano and, you know, a few of the other layer one blockchains start to pop their head up when Ethereum is, you know, becoming harder and harder to use. Um yeah, but I, I mean, I think one of the best ways to look at those blockchain-based assets is the development, you know, activity on and just generally the, the amount of transaction volume that's going through. And I think Ethereum is still leading the way. Mind you, I'm pretty sure Solana's, you know, close in close in response. But I don't think it's just like a one, a one winner kind of takes all environment. Similar to the stock market, you know, you're going to have multiple companies in different sectors. I think it's going to be the same in the crypto space. So it's just about placing your bets right, I think, and being you know, um, for me anyway, it's being a, a little bit more um, balanced across, you know, different sectors and, and, and potentially different winners because, you know, we're still very early on. Who knows what can happen? So what's your view on what's the market's had some pretty wild um, durations in the last uh, 48 to 72 hours? I mean, this is just normal if you're into crypto. You're like you're used to those 30% falls and you go, oh, well, it, you know, it bounces down, bounces back up again. What's your What's your sort of like zooming out a bit? What do you What? How long do you think the bull run is going to last for? It's funny talking to investors that are new to the space and that's panic stations because Bitcoin's down 20, 25%, 30 percent. And <laughs> for me, it was just another weekend in crypto. You know, it's it's just another day. Um, look, for me, I think long term, I think the trend continues to be upwards. Uh, I don't think we'll see as as deeper correction than we have in the past, you know, where we've, you know, retraced 70, 80% from its highs. I don't think we'll see that. I think we're already down 30, 35% from all time highs, which was only like a month ago. Um, you know, we bought in on Saturday when I think BTC reached, we didn't hit right at the bottom, but I think it was like 46 or 47,000 US on, on Saturday. And for us, it's just about taking, taking a little bit off the top when things get a little bit toppy and, you know, um, having having some powder on the table. I think that's really important. Some people, from what I've seen when coming to the market, they, they go all in when they think it's, you know, down a little bit or, you know, they just take all their cash and, and pile in. For me, it's about just balancing out over a period of time, you know, whether you're DCA or you just take more um, positions when there are sort of what we call blood in the streets, you know, just being a little bit more uh, greedy when people are fearful. It's, it's, it's the same thesis in the stock market, right? But things happen really fast in crypto. I mean, it retraced within like 15% in, you know, just a matter of hours on Saturday and then it's bounced again. Like you don't have a long time to think about it. Yeah. Um, but I think long-term it continues to trend upwards. My target is I think it will be sitting well beyond a million dollars per Bitcoin in the next, you know, probably 10 years. Um, I just, the, the thesis I think about is more or less people going to use 
digital currency are more or less people going to be, you know, wanting to get out of cash at a percentage interest. I saw someone on Twitter the other day, they had a platinum high interest rate in the US somewhere and they, you know, 0.34% <laughs> interest on their, on yeah, their cash wow. as a platinum account. Yeah. I, I think you can earn up to 12 or 30% just on USDC at the moment um, on some of the exchanges. Like it's just a no brainer in my opinion. And so, like, for people listening today that are maybe haven't dipped their toe into crypto, I mean, I often get this question, how do you start? Like, it's it's it feels like it's a super complicated, mm. I don't know, learning process or a steep learning curve. What, what would you recommend for, you know, without giving any financial advice, of course, but just what, how's a good way to, for people to start? Yeah. Um, I don't want to break EO rules here, so I won't. I think it's about really just spending a little bit of time Googling, just literally like start with what is Bitcoin. Even go a step back further. What the, the when I when I was like, oh shit, that's what Bitcoin is. When I understood what money is, if you understand what money is, and what it isn't, and what you think the ten dollar note in your pocket is worth, and when you realize what it's not worth, then it's like, oh shit, you know. And and when you get the thesis of Bitcoin, I don't think Bitcoin makes sense until you understand what money is. And you know the scarcity of money and what the US government is doing with their, their printing of money. I think start with trying to figure out what money is uh, and then moving across to Bitcoin and really stick it at Bitcoin. And then once you start to get the thesis of, okay, this thing's valuable, this is deflationary, not inflationary. I think it's just a matter of you know signing up somewhere like CoinSpot, getting verified and just starting to buy a little bit. You know, never, mm. never buying more than you're willing to lose. I think that's really important. Um, some people be a little bit excited and I've heard people take out loans and stuff before, which I wouldn't recommend because it is super volatile. But if you understand the asset and you slowly build up your portfolio, you won't be scared around these 25, 30% drops because you have conviction. You know what you're buying uh, and you're in it for the long term. I think people wanting to make a quick flip or a quick buck, that's where you, that's where you get hurt. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, start with education. Yeah. So with 3,000 subscribers, I mean, that sounds like a pretty healthy uh, I don't know if it's a, you call it a SaaS business or it's a recurring re, it's a recurring revenue model though. Um, are you doing much marketing to grow it, or is it just happening organically now? For for, for the majority of this year, it's been as I said, we started off with a, a couple of thousand members, so we had a bit of a, a kickstart um, for the collective shift members that have come in. It's been basically word of mouth. So we had a uh, we have a referral program and and word of mouth, which has been really successful. Uh, we haven't really done too much uh, just yet. We've been really focusing on our product and our members. And I think that's where the word of mouth's really driven the majority of new customers. For me, marketing is kind of pointless if you have a shitty product. I'm, I'm much yeah. more product-led. Yeah. Um, I don't have much marketing sort of, um, <laughs> I nearly call it interest or you know expertise. So we brought in a couple of people to help us out on the marketing side. Uh, and that's that's going to help drive the, the growth. But where we're heading is more the channels of SEO, influencers, affiliate partnerships. I think that's where a lot of our audience lives on YouTube and podcasts. So yeah, I start to head in that territory next year. And then the other question I wanted to ask you, can you share with us um, like a bit of a success story or some success stories of where you've uncovered something that's a hidden gem and what it's done for your subscribers? Yep. I think. Uh, so what's been your best pick this year, I guess. Yep. We have a section of our platform we have it's called our investments where we can't provide financial advice but we can what we can showcase is what we're doing and what we're buying and what we're selling um and we invested in a in an asset called maple which is a institutional DeFi 
lending market. So basically bigger exchanges, for example, FTX, for those of you in the crypto space, one of the biggest exchanges in the world, they took out a, um, over a 12 month period, a billion dollars in uncollateralized um, uh, borrowing uh, from Maple, this investment. So uh, we invested probably three or four months ago around $14 and um, yeah, I think it topped out a little bit over 200% in the last couple of weeks. So that's been really good for, for members to follow. Um, but I think for me, the biggest gain for longer term is just Bitcoin. I mean, I just don't think you can go wrong. Uh, mm. I think you just need to be looking at opportunities to buy. Uh, it always has retracements. So things always come down. I wouldn't be buying when things are up 20, 30, 40, 50, 100% in a, in a couple of week period. I'd just be waiting for the right times. And just trying to be as unemotional as possible. That's probably my biggest tip. Try not to check Queen Gecko in your portfolio. You know, 18 times a day I've been there. It's not good for your mental health and it's not good, uh, well, not good for your other things you're doing in your life. So just trying to be remain a little bit, yeah, more stable, I think, and, and trying to be as unemotional as possible because crypto is very um <laughs> very sentiment driven, very exciting yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So you you said earlier in the interview that crypto never sleeps. How do you manage to put some, um, I don't know, I guess some boundaries up to, to make sure that, you know, you do get sleep and all of Even that. Even the missus starts yelling at me, that's when it's time to uh, <laughs> put crypto away. Uh, look, for me, uh, meditation's been a game changer for me. I think running a company and being in crypto, running a team, you know, just the stress of everything uh, sometimes can be a lot. So meditation's been a real game changer. Uh, I deleted Delta. I used to track my assets on my phone and I just found I was just kind of checking that too mm. much throughout the day. So I've really stopped that. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's just about blocking out and just, just being aware of the dopamine that you get, just the artificial dopamine that you get through looking at, it's the same when you go to pokies or you're on social media, mm. it's all the same stuff. It's just heightened emotions that can, you know, make you feel good in the short term, but it's, doesn't change anything really. Yeah. Probably just make you make poorer decisions because you're emotionally driven. Yep. So no, yeah, that, that's that's um that's some good thoughts around that. Okay, Ben, if people want to reach out and find out a little bit more about what you guys do, what's your website? So our website's called collectiveshift.io. So you can jump on, and we have a bunch of free uh, resources if you want to start with what is Bitcoin, what is money. We have all those free resources there. Also got a beginner's course. So we've got a 49 or 59 module beginner's course people can start with on how to buy, how to store it, how to send, um, all the security and, and, and all that information. So you can head to the website and if you want to shoot me a message on Twitter, um, my Twitter handle is Ben Simpson AU. Uh, yeah, send me a message and I've helped out a lot of our EO members here in, in Melbourne jumping on doing a Zoom call every now and again to help people jump in. So more than gladly, um, yeah, help out EO members. Good on you, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to an APAC EO production. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it'd be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.